Hello friends and welcome to the second Sunday of Advent. It is December 10th, 2023 and we are in day 10 of our Advent series. Since this is a Sunday, it is going to be a longer recording today. Uh, I hope that you have had the chance to go to your own service, that you have um, worshipped in person or online somewhere and participated and watched the candle of peace be lit in person. And I thank you for joining me here today. Um, as always, either in the show notes, if you're listening on the podcast or on the screen or in the show notes for YouTube, all of the lectionary texts for today are listed. And we have two hymns because it's a Sunday. And it is my hope that you will go and read all of those in full. I will not be reading the second Peter text today, so I encourage you to go read that as well. We're going to open today with a psalm. It is Psalm 85, verses 1 through 2, and then we skip down to verses 8 through 13. Hear now the words of the psalmist. Lord, you are favorable to your land. You restored the fortunes of Jacob. You forgave the iniquity of your people. You pardoned all their sin. Let me hear what God the Lord will speak. For he will speak peace to his people, to his faithful, to those who turn to him in their hearts. Surely his salvation is at hand for those who fear him. That is glory made may may that his glory may dwell in your land. Steadfast love and faithfulness will meet. Righteousness and peace will kiss each other. Faithfulness will spring up from the ground and righteousness will look down from the sky. The Lord will give what is good and our land will yield its increase. Righteousness will go before him and will make a path for his steps. The psalmist shares the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. The first hymn today is in the United Methodist Hymnal, number 189, Fairest Lord Jesus. Fairest Lord Jesus, ruler of all nature, O thou of God and man the Son, thee I will cherish, thee I will honor, thou my soul's glory, joy, and crown. Fair are the meadows, fairer still the woodlands, robed in the blooming garb of spring. Jesus is fairer, Jesus is purer, who makes the woeful heart to sing. Fair is the sunshine, fairer still the moonlight, and all the twinkling starry host. Jesus shines brighter, Jesus shines purer, than all the angels heaven can boast. Beautiful Savior, Lord of all nations, Son of God and Son of Man, glory and honor, praise, adoration now and forevermore be thine. Let us say together the Apostles' Creed. 
Friends, what do we believe? I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day he rose from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Let us pray together the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Today's Advent candle is the candle of peace. The second Advent candle is also known as the Bethlehem candle. It is meant to represent the journey and the place where Mary and Joseph found themselves for the birth of their child. It fulfilled the prophecy given in Micah that foretold of the birth of the ruler of Israel in that small city. In today's world, there are no candles lit in Bethlehem. Throughout the Holy Land, no candles can be lit to protect the ancient grounds and the people who inhabit it from terrorists. While Bethlehem is dark from war, we light the Bethlehem candle today. We light it because they cannot. We light it as a beacon of hope and peace that we pray for in the holiest of lands. We light it in honor of all those innocent lives that have been cut short. We light it for all those held hostage longing to be home. We light it for every person who is trying their best to bring peace to the region. Let us pray. Prince of peace, mighty God, we pray for the people of Israel and Gaza, those innocents that are caught up in a war that they did not want but are now fighting, finding themselves in the middle of. We know you can set the captives free because you have done it for us. Whether it is from sin or from oppression, you are the one that can bring freedom and peace to those affected by war. We pray that the candle that we light today will bring hopefulness for those who are in search of it this Advent and Christmas season. Bring peace to the region, and hope to the world. Amen. Today's gospel lesson is from the gospel according to Mark, the first chapter, verses 1 
through 8. The beginning of the good news of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. As it is written in the prophet Isaiah, See, I am sending my messenger ahead of you who will prepare your way. The voice of one crying out in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord, make his paths straight. John the baptizer appeared in the wilderness proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And people from the whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem were going out to him and were baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. Now John was clothed with camel's hair with a leather belt around his waist. And he ate locusts and wild honey. He proclaimed, The one who is more powerful than I is coming after me. I am not worthy to stoop down and untie the thong of his sandals. I have baptized you with water, but he will baptize you with the Spirit. The Word of God for us, the Advent people of God. Thanks be to God. There are many people that I have come to know in my time at Candler, writers and theologians I admire, N.T. Wright, Howard Thurman, and Thomas Merton. As I read today's scripture, I cannot help but think of the Merton poem called The Prayer of Trust. It says this, My Lord, I have no idea where I am going. I do not see the road ahead of me. I cannot know for certain where it will end nor do I really know myself. And the fact that I think I am following your will does not mean that I'm actually doing so. But I believe that the desire to please you does in fact please you. And I hope I have that desire in all I am doing. I hope that I will never do anything apart from that desire. And I know that if I do this, you will lead me by the right road. Though I may know nothing about it. Therefore, I will trust you always. Though I may seem to be lost and in the shadow of death, I will not fear for you are ever with me. And you will never leave me to face my perils alone. Have you ever been in a place in your life when you had no idea at all what you should do? (laughs) A time when you have to get on your knees and say exactly what Merton was talking about? Well, I have no idea what I'm doing, but I'm trying. I just have to trust that I'll make the right decision or that God will help me course correct if I get it wrong. I think of all the paths that I did not take. The places I could have moved, the jobs I could have had. I look back and see where God has had to course correct me or validate the choices that I made. It does not mean I don't still doubt the decisions sometimes. Because I am human and I have doubts. I feel like the lines of this poem. I have no idea where I'm going and the road ahead of me is so foggy and overgrown that I can't see where it leads. But John the Baptizer, don't you love that version of his name? (laughs) Now Now someone, John the Baptizer, is now someone that we hold in highest esteem as a great man of faith, even has doubts about his own path. 
He comes out of the desert looking a little haggard, and yet many people were his disciples. He tries to tell them, look, I'm not the one you're looking for. There's one coming, and I'm not worthy of him. He did not see himself as the fulfillment of the Isaiah prophecy. He was the one that God was using to make the paths straight. He's the one that was pointing to Jesus as the Messiah. Mary and Joseph were doing the same thing for the baby Jesus. They were preparing the way and making the path straight for him to come into the world to a faithful and nurturing family. Joseph and Mary both had doubts. Joseph and Mary both said, Surely it's not me you want. <laughs> I'm sure that these two newlyweds looked around and went, How in the world did I get here? <laughs> I'm sure they said something like the middle of the Merton prayer. I can't know for certain where it will end, nor do I really know myself. And the fact that I think I'm following your will does not mean that I'm actually doing so. But I believe that the desire to please you does in fact please you. They had no idea where the life of Jesus would end. They could never imagine what his ministry and his life would turn into. Even when they heard the things from the angels that foretold of the Messiah, it is hard to believe that they truly grasped what they were a part of. All they could do was look at each other and hope that they were doing the right thing. How do you raise a savior? How do you parent the Messiah? I'm sure they asked themselves that question a lot. But at the heart of their family, they had to just remember that they could only do their best and know that just that act of trying to do what they were called to do was all that God was asking of them. Ultimately, what they did was the exact lines of the end of the Merton prayer. Therefore, I will trust you always, though I may seem to be lost in the shadow of death. I will not fear, for you are ever with me, and you will never leave me to face my perils alone. I am sure, as Mary rode on that donkey in the dark to the little town of Bethlehem to be counted in the census that they both had to trust. When she was giving birth in a barn with animals all around her, Mary and Joseph had to trust. When strange men with sheep showed up and said that angels came and told them to go to Bethlehem, Mary and Joseph had to trust. And when the wise men with precious gifts they said they had a dream that told them to go another way home, everyone had to trust that it was the best in the best interest of the baby that was born in Bethlehem. There have been many times when I have doubted that I made the right decision. There have been some second dates I should have never gone on. <laughs> there are some promotions I should have never posted for. There are some people I should have never trusted. But there's one thing that I have done that I've always known was the right decision. 
Accepting the, accepting the call to ministry was so painfully obvious as the right choice that I could not help but go down that path. The path I was on was made so straight that I didn't care if I could see ahead of me or not. I have no idea where it will lead me. I have no idea where I will land or how God will use me in the future. But just like the candle we lit today, I have such peace. It is a peace that could only come from God. A peace that does not bring ease. It doesn't mean that things won't get hard. I still have books to read and pages to write. I will still have grief and suffering. Mary still had to ride for 36 hours on a donkey to get from Nazareth to Bethlehem. Or at least that's how long it was according to Google Maps. She still had to give birth in a stable. But there is a peace in trusting. This underlying current of peace that permeates life. That even in the hard times, the light of peace shines. John the Baptizer struggled with his role at first. But we know in the verses and other passages that he does eventually baptize Jesus. He does follow the path that God had for him. He may not be comfortable with it at first, just like Mary and just like some of us. But he walks straight into that path and into that life that God God called him to. I hope that I will never do anything apart from that desire. And I know that if I do this, you will lead me by the right road, though I may know nothing about it. (laughs) It's comforting to me. It brings me peace to know that I am not alone in this feeling of being on an unknown path that the great monk Thomas Merton felt the same way. We are all in good company on this path through our own callings. We are not alone. God is with us. I'm going to close today with our lectionary text from Isaiah. It is one of my favorites, and I hope you see the connection to our gospel passage from Mark. We are in Isaiah chapter 40, verses 1 through 11. Comfort, O comfort my people, says our your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and cry to her that she has served her turn, that her penalty is paid, that she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. A voice cries out in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be lifted up and every mountain and hill be made low. The uneven ground shall become level and the rough places made plain. Then the glory of the Lord shall be revealed and all people shall see it together. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. A voice says, cry out, and I will say, what shall I cry? All people are grass, their constancy is like the flower of the field. The grass withers, the flower fades, 
When the breath of the Lord blows upon it, surely the people are grass. The grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our God will stand forever. Get you up to a high mountain, O Zion, herald of good tidings. Lift up your voice with strength, O Jerusalem, herald of good tidings. Lift it up. Do not fear. Say to the cities of Judah, here is your God. See, the Lord God comes with might and his arm rules for him. His reward is with him and his recompense before him. He will feed his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs in his arms and carry them in his bosom and gently lead the mother sheep. Amen. Today's closing hymn is uh, hymn number 384 in the United Methodist Hymnal, Love Divine, All Loves Excelling. Joy of heaven to earth come down. Fix in us thy humble dwelling, all thy thy faithful mercies crown. Jesus, thou art all compassion, pure, unbounded love thou art. Visit us with thy salvation, enter every trembling heart. Breathe, O breathe, thy loving spirit into every troubled breast. Let us all in thee inherit, let us find that second rest. Take away our bent to sinning, Alpha and Omega be. End of faith as its beginning, let it set our hearts to liberty. Come, Almighty, to deliver, let us all thy life receive. Suddenly return and never, nevermore thy temples leave. Thee we would be always blessing, serve thee as thy host above. Pray and praise thee without ceasing, glory in thy perfect love. Finish then thy new creation, pure and spotless let us be. Let us see thy great salvation perfectly restored in thee. Change from glory into glory till in heaven we take our place, till we cast our crowns before thee. Lost in wonder, love, and praise. On the second Sunday of Advent, we all together say, Amen.